Welcome back to the show, guys. It's Anthony, and I have Dr. Dan with me today, my good friend. Yeah, thanks for having me, Anthony. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, Victoria Day. Victoria Day. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, with COVID and all going on, you know, has anything truly changed for you? Uh, you know what? It's 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 been busy, and, yeah. you know, I think uh, you and I met uh, at the office. At the clinic, right? Yeah, at the clinic, right. So... Uh, so I'm a chiropractor and mm-hmm. I do, you know, all the physical rehab stuff. And then I think <laughs> you were sent uh, to me from Vivian, right? So was no, because I, I actually met you uh, because Terrence. Oh, yeah. So, I, so right. my old roommate, he actually lived, he actually was in this room. Oh, before. really? That's crazy. Before this became a studio, this was a bedroom. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's, that weirds me out. <laughs> it does weird. It does weird you out. I can tell you some stories here later, but uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Because he told me, you know, you were you were fucking amazing at like fixing his back. Awesome. And I'm not gonna lie, I have a shitty back. You know, I've been yeah. plowed by enough dump trucks and other yeah vehicles. Yeah. And so one day I was like watching those videos of people getting their back cracked. I was just like, I need this. and so i was like okay who do i know that's you know good and i thought okay dan's across the street i'm gonna go try and meet this guy literally literally you can roll out of bed and i literally rolled out of bed and came to your office yeah but you're always late like always (laughs) i'm like how i i got up here i'm like how the fuck is this guy late all the time he literally just strolls across the street i know you're a bit jealous you're like why can't i not do that myself yeah but you know what it's but you you know it's true though. Like when you're close to somewhere, you're more often late than not. But yes. if you're further, you're always trying to make it a little bit earlier. Because you're you're, you know? you're thinking that you have more time than you really do. Yeah. You, you stop estimating about the elevator time. Yeah. Like that's the time that actually takes that the makes longest. me late. Yes. Yeah. The elevator. Because I have like okay, it's one fifty eight. I gotta be there at two. I can make it. I can make it. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you're like, ah, oh, shit, it's two o five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, and I'm always on a 20 minute time slot right so it goes boom 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 one after the other and then i i let one patient go and i usually welcome the next person and then one person goes and i'm like hey guys where's anthony guys where's anthony right now <laughs> like, oh we're gonna give him a call I'm like he's gonna be three <laughs> minutes three minutes, <laughs> three minutes. yeah yeah i'm like just look across the street he's gonna stroll by right there he now. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not very punctual. <laughs> Just in general, like yeah. people like tell me, "Oh, we have dinner." I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, me and my friends are always about an hour late. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 if I invited you to the wedding, I have to lie on your invitation card. I have to set it like. Okay, an no, hour no, no. Early. For a wedding, I'll be there. I'll be <laughs> okay, there. Okay, okay. Okay. Actually, no. I have been late to a wedding. Yeah. You see. You see. I can't have that, man. I can't have that. I, I I forgot why I was late, but when I went to the wedding, I remember they're just doing the nuptials okay. and it was an outdoor wedding. Right. So I just pulled up my car. I just like strolled across. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were just standing there. It was yeah. like a lunchtime wedding. Okay. So it was okay. very uh, different. You had to sneak in there, though, you know, because it's not me that you get in trouble with. It's, it's the, the wife. wife. Yes. Oh, yes. no. It would be the wife for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So you're you're from Toronto. You grew up here, right? Yeah, I am like a very Toronto guy. I grew up Jane Finch. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I made it, man. I Holy made it. Shit. So I didn't show you my gunshot wound, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I grew up Jane Finch. Um, right up until I was maybe like 
just before high school. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I, and then my parents uh, moved to Keel Neglinton, um, which honestly was not that much better. It was like little Jamaica down there. Oh, really? Um, and so um, I, I went to high school and then we moved out and then uh, went to undergrad and then my parents bought a house in Scarborough. So and you then, literally went across. Yeah. So we went across <laughs> the pond. We, we ended up with all like the Chinese folks again. Yeah, you know, like, it, yes. it just felt more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, cause I went to York. Did you go to York? No, no. no. I, I went to Western first. Oh, you then, went to Western. Yeah. All right. And then I finished up my undergrad at UIT cause they have a connection program. With oh, the really? School, so. You're literally yeah. going west to east. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, man. It, it, it was, uh, it was, it was a tough time, like growing up and stuff, you know, but really, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, you know, everyone has like immigrant parents, like yeah, you, yeah. Too, you know, and we all do, we all do. And I think where we grew up in particular was, was a rough neighborhood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I've yeah. been to Jane and Finch. Yeah. Like I lived on the 19th floor, right up Jane and Finch, like right at that corner there. Oh, really? And, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I don't think I ever registered gunshots as like, um, a big a gunshot. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. It's like firecrackers. Yeah. It was like firecrackers. Like yeah. you'd hear it and you'd be like, okay, okay there's cool. yeah. okay. That's cool. Right. <laughs> and then I think as you got, as I got a little bit older and I was like going to my friend's house and I was 11 years old and you know, we'd bust out the Nintendo and we'd go to his room and then he closes the door and there's like a knife just taped on his, the back of the door. At um, Jane and Finch. Yeah. Jane and Finch. Holy you know, shit. and, and it was just swinging there on a string. Right. And I was like, Joe, why the fuck do you have a knife here? And he's like, well, he's like, we live on the main floor. So we get, you know, people coming in like, they, you know, we just really? like, defend ourselves. Right. And I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. And I told my parents, I'm like, you mean we don't live in a good area? <laughs> <laughs> but as a kid, you don't know any better, right? Yeah. Like, oh, this is normal. This is what everyone lives. Right. Oh, so yeah, hundred percent. You can't really make a distinction that you're poor versus you know, whatever. Right. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I had that same feeling too, like growing up cause I grew up in Scarborough. I grew up in Alton towers. Mm -hmm. So I kind of did the opposite of you. We, my parents studied here. Okay. So I'm second generation at York. Okay. It's kind of funny. Cool. I'm like, I can find my dad on the wall somewhere. Yeah. But basically went back to Hong Kong, yeah. came back with my mom and they went, we went to, they grew up, they moved to Scarborough from downtown cause everyone that comes there are immigrants that come to Toronto. Yeah. They go downtown, downtown first. first. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that. Jarvis area, I think. No. I think or Regent Parkish. No, no, no. They were Chinatown, actually. Oh. You know, like Dragon City? Oh, like China, Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. kind of like the immigrant population. I thought a lot of people point. moved to the other Chinatown, you know, like the one on Gerard. Broadview? Yeah. Broadview. Yeah. I think that's the original Chinatown. That's the original Chinatown. And now it's like Vietnown, kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Yeah. They moved to Scarborough after. So right. I was born and I lived in like a, an apartment or condo in Alton Towers. Okay. So we're in Scarborough on the, on the east, side. east side. And then yeah. we started moving west. Okay. Yeah. So then we stopped at like Richmond Hill. Okay. <laughs> yes. Where we, you know, every, any success story of a Hong Kong family ends up in Richmond Hill. Yes. You know? <laughs> but it's crazy because a lot of people I met through the years that are yeah. like Hong Kong background. Right. Um, they had the same path. Everyone yeah. went to Alton Towers area. Right. Like people I went to elementary school with in Richmond Hill right. were from there. I was just right. so surprised. Yeah. Like, as a kid, you don't know these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, you just kind of follow the path. Like you're part of the herd, you know, so you don't yeah. know what is different and, and, and whatnot. But 
So, so when you left York, what did you do? Because like, I still don't have a good understanding of what you do. And normally, <laughs> normally part of my health questionnaire is what do you do for work? You know, what's your <laughs> occupation? So I can kind of put things together. Right. Yeah. And I don't even remember what you said, but I remember recalling what you told me of what you did. Yeah. It made no sense exactly to me. So I was like, all right, this guy's making money clarity. in many, many ways, but I just don't know how, and that's okay. <laughs> I, all I need to know is his back is pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know. I studied tech at York. Okay. So tech and management. Yeah. And I worked at the bank for the first couple of years. Right. So that was never work at the bank. That's the yeah. rule number one. Rule number one. Fucking but everyone place. starts at the bank though. Like if you're or in Toronto, wants to start at the bank at least. If you're in Toronto, yes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone in Toronto wants to be in finance because sure. I guess that's where the industry is, right? Yes. Finance, that's the tip of the spear here. Yeah. Medical and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was like a tech guy for many years. I went to consulting for a bit. Sure. Um, and then I went into advertising. Okay. And I started uh, two startups. Cool. Yeah. Like, like it was a tech tech. Yeah. Tech, so yeah. an app platform. Mm-hmm. And then I did a digital platform for short-term rentals. I think I told you yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that was kind of my focus for the last like five years, real sure. estate stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, like you, like it, it, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because like I've, I realized how like straight my path has kind of been. Oh really? Where it's kind of like, okay, like, you go to something medical. So you, okay, I went to Cairo and I did mm-hmm. my schooling and then I just became a Cairo, right? Yeah. Then as a Cairo, I start to realize how many other paths people are taking. You know, yeah. like it's not just, oh, I'm going to become a teacher. So I'm a teacher for 30 years or I'm going right. to become a doctor. I'm a doctor for 30 years, right? Like I'm meeting so many people like yourself, right? Where, who said, listen, I got in there, I got into banking and you could have been in banking for Forever. 30 years right yeah. got a pension and whatever call right? it a day call it a day right but more and more i think um it actually amazes me and i and i really admire people who can like take a step away and be like okay this is what i really want to do you mm-hmm. know i'm glad i really want to do what i'm doing right now yeah. but if i didn't um if i didn't feel like i was doing what i wanted to do i don't know if i would have the courage or even like the creativity to just get out there and be like, okay, this is, this is what I'm into. So this is right. what I'm going to try. Right. So, so did you yeah. always want to be a chiropractor? Oh, this is a funny story, man. Um, I wanted to be in banking. <laughs> 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 so I remember I did all these accounting classes in high school and, and honestly, I realized what, what was pushing me to get into like business was a, an accounting teacher. Uh, her name was, um, Ms. Rosminski. Okay. And uh, so her, so she's, I believe she's Jewish, but her uncle is like, I think he was the Bank of Canada governor at some point. Oh, so wow. I think he's, I think he's on our $10 bills or something like that. Like his, really? his name, like is printed somewhere. Oh right? shit. That's pretty cool. Um, And, and I, I and, and you know, she drives to school in, in a, in a nice Porsche, like in a convertible, a, a you know. A Porsche yeah. for a teacher? Yeah. Right. So. And like, you know, and I always thought, oh, teaching's her side thing. You know? <laughs> uh, but I realized that most likely, you know, she's, she's come from money, family of money. Yeah. And then, you know, second gen wealth. Yeah. And then, and, and she's got her, you know, husband's a partner at a, a you know, a financial firm. So, you know, things made more, more sense to me later on in life. But yeah. at that point in time, I was like, fuck, I want to drive a Porsche, you know, like, <laughs> like, how do I drive a Porsche? Take accounting, you know, <laughs> and, you know, like, and so I was like, 
biology, fuck chem. I didn't like taking those courses. And I think it was almost, I was biased because I was, we were all so intrigued of her lifestyle, you know, right. she'd come in and, and she was an older lady, but she had, she was very fashionable and she just, you know, you, you just, she just brought this wealth type feeling. Persona, that, that persona, vibe, that vibe, that aura. The style. The style, right? And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to apply to business school. So I did. I applied to business school. Okay. Um, and I got my AEO into Richard Ivey. So nice. Western. So that's why I was at Western. Right. Was, yeah. Because right? they're very, uh, very business focused. Focus, focus, yeah, right. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, maybe I'll be in investment banking, you know, that like would make a lot of money. That, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so, and, but I realized that I knew nothing about banking. I really right. knew nothing about numbers. And I was like, could I do math? Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, um, the Asian, you know, the Asian <laughs> gene, right? And and I and 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 with that being said, I I didn't take any science courses. I did maybe about two months of school, uh, and then I was like, man, like I really don't like this, right? Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, I got a really really bad shoulder and back injury. Oh shit! So I did a lot of taekwondo growing up. Oh like, really? I did a lot, and so um, and we were competing uh, up until I was about seventeen, eighteen. Anyways. We were sparring and I got a nice kick. Oh, right, fuck. Yeah, just fuck right to my head. And that happens to me too. Yeah. And the problem was, was that I lost consciousness during that kick and during the fall. Oh, so when fuck. I, so when I fell, I somehow dislocated my shoulder oh, or something. And, and anyways, and on my back. And I think it's because you have no guard, right? Like, you know, when you're conscious. Your body's not doing anything. Yeah, your body's not doing anything, right? But if you're like, it's kind of like getting in a car accident. And if you know what's coming, you can kind of brace, brace yourself it, yeah but uh i didn't know what was coming and then i that spent sucks. like man i honestly like i remember uh, my girlfriend at the time i i couldn't even put my arm around her wow because i was in so much pain right and i remember like sleeping at night and not being able to sleep like it'll be three four in the morning and yeah she'll be sleeping next to me and i'm just like wired awake because how pain like how much in pain i was yeah right? no so I, I, you know, I tried a lot of medications. I went to different doctors and then I ended up meeting a Cairo and his name was Dr. Kevin McAllister, like home alone. <laughs> and oh, fuck, this guy was so good. You know, really? Like, he was just so smart, so sharp, you know, mm -hmm. and like boom, boom, boom. Like he just knows what he's doing. And, right. And um, he was like, listen, like give me about three weeks and I'm going to try my best. Right. To and we're going to try to see if it improves. Right. Um, and he, he never made me a lot of promises, but he just said, listen, give me three weeks. And so he, we did twice a week, three weeks and at the third week, man, I was like, holy shit, I really? feel so much better. Right? That's good. And so I was like, I'm really interested in this profession. Right. And actually, I, I don't think I made that, that realization. I just said I was interested in what was happening. Right. right. So, you know, my 17 year old self was like. This is 17. Yeah, 17, Holy 18 fuck. maybe. Yeah, like first year, right? So I was, I, so I asked him, uh, Dr. Kevin, do you, do you think I can like just shadow you and volunteer yeah. and like see what's happening? And he said, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like that wasn't oh, the answer right. I thought. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, I don't need you to volunteer. Like what's minimum wage? And I said, oh, I think it's 9.50 or oh, whatever really? it was. And he said, well, how many hours do you want to be here? I'm like, I can be here for 10 because I'm in school. And he says, yeah, yeah, put your, give me your SIN number. and." We'll put you on payroll and I'll pay you to be wow. here. Wow. So this like, guy's awesome. Oh, this guy's awesome, right? Yeah. I was like, fuck, if someone asked me to do that now, I'd be like, fuck, minimum wage is fucking $16 or whatever, right? Yeah, but, it's yeah. $15. Yeah. It's expensive now. So anyways, at the time I was like, 
I thought this was so cool. And, yeah. and, and I left the business school. And, really? And then to get this, I took grade 11 and 12 biology and chemistry day and night during night school, during really? summer school. So during the year that all of my friends were in first year doing their thing, partying, partying and shit, I was back to high school. I pretty much was back <laughs> in high school. I was like in adult high school, you know? Yeah. Um, which frankly was a lot easier, you know, cause yeah. I was kind of competing with like older gen people who, you they know, just, just they make it easier. Yeah, yeah, they just want to get your high school diploma. Yeah. So, so then I felt like I lost that year, you know? Yeah. And anyways, I got into uh, my, my health science bachelor's and I was working away at it. And with Cairo school, um, same with pharmacy and stuff, you don't have right. to finish your degree. You, they let oh, you, really? they let you apply after your right. second year right. or after your third year or whatever. And the, the, the sacrifice is that if you do get in, you can't complete your bachelor's degree. You have to just go in you have to and just go, go directly in, right? All yeah. in. And so uh, I applied after my third year and I got in. Nice. And I was like, okay, this is how I'm going to save, recuperate that year that I lost, you know? <laughs> but I was like, fuck, what if this doesn't work out? I need a bachelor's degree to do something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, man, people told me I was crazy, but I was doing my first year Cairo school uh -huh. and doing my fourth year undergrad at the same time. Really? So I was fucking driving back and forth from Toronto all the way to UIT. Like I was going Are back and serious? forth. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like doing day exams and driving there and doing it exam in the midday going over there doing an exam in the evening like I was going back and forth um and so i graduated with my fourth year and then mm -hmm. moved into my second year wow um, so i so so I, I never missed i never missed a year you know in my in my eyes you know holy so, shit oh it's so fucked up i would never if i had a child i would never let them do that because yeah it's just it's just too brutal it's brutal i remember like um, back then there was no podcast, you know, that you could <laughs> to, teach to, you. to teach me. Right. And so I would like have my PowerPoint open. Wow. The side, I would just fucking study while you're driving, while I'm driving, you know, <laughs> I was like, there was no like adaptive cruise control back then. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> no power. Uh, no, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck lane lane. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was my life, man, for a while. And uh, that's very impressive that you can study that much. Like, I'll be honest. So mm -hmm. I used to work in pharmacy. I spent about seven years as a farm tech. Mm -hmm. So, and I kind of knew a lot about the pharmacy path and how pharmacists operate. Yeah. Uh, so I'm similar to you, like you said, you know, they, they can leave uh, into yeah. a post-grad yeah. earlier, earlier yeah. than um, usual. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I never wanted to be a pharmacist, but I, I tried you know, doing that workload that you were doing because yeah. I was doing six courses and I had, and I was working 30 hours, right? 30, 40 hours. Cause you know, yeah. I didn't come for money. So I had to pay my way sure. like, like most immigrant kids. Yeah, yeah. And it was a fucking struggle. Right. Like yeah. I would just end up passing out in class. Fuck. I didn't have good professors either. Right. So you know how you have, you have a really good professor or a really good teacher? Sure. You're really engaged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the problem was with my teachers, they're all Russian speaking. Right. They barely speak English. And so- I know that feeling. I remember a couple of times I come off shift, I go into my database class because a lot of tech stuff I did. Yeah. I literally just sit there and it's a three hour class. Mm. My head would just be knocked back. Yeah. For three hours and I could catch my eye. Like I'd be 
in and out of consciousness. <laughs> That's how asleep I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would catch an eye, but I would catch the professor mm-hmm. looking at me. Yeah. Man, we we used to take photos of you guys, you know, like in class and we'll upload it to our, our we have like a group really? class page, right? Yeah. And every day we'd have like at least 10 students, you know, just like just knocked out right and yeah it's hilarious right like it's <laughs> yeah yeah i remember those I, yeah. I had the audacity to ask that professor for more points at the end of the year yeah <laughs> and she gave it to me oh wow yeah she, she was nice but well, you know nice. that's all, that, that's the power of asking though you know yeah you know um yeah she she looked like um she was russian mm. i forget her last name was like pushanova or something yeah or Pushakova. Yeah. But basically, she looked like, you know, those ballet school teachers. Oh. That like tiny, short thin, bob cut. Uh-huh. Yeah, thin, very narrow face. Right. Looked like she would like, you know, like give you a hard time. Right. But she was actually really nice. Mm. So I was a bit intimidated. I was like 18, 19. Yeah. I was just like, hey, I think I need a bit more to pass this course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't do that bad, actually. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to ask. I yeah. heard you ask you. You don't ask, you don't get. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I think that, I think that people, and and I guess this is interesting because I don't know if you had a connection with with that prof or that prof had a connection with you or mm-hmm. in general, but uh, it's all about building connections, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that that connection building it could really s- serve to support you, right? Yeah. Help you, uh, but also it's just important to always. Like now you have this memory about this person. Yeah. Right? And like, you're, you're like, oh yeah. Well, not that you remember her name, Pushanova, Pushakova, but you know. I can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she'll listen to the podcast. Yeah. So, so you don't, do you, uh, would you ever want to continue with school again? Like, would you ever think? Of- uh, honestly, I'm actually studying a lot right now. So yeah. in my twenties, I hated learning. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I've said before on the podcast before. I went to university for the sole purpose of getting that piece of paper mm. and doing my best to find a job. Cause that's what we were told to do. Yeah. Right. Growing up, um, you know how we used to do civics, civics class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tell you about different jobs. Sure. I remember this career counselor in elementary school came with a list. Right. And they had the r- wrong salary numbers on yeah. all the oh. jobs. <laughs> so they're like, doctors make $60,000. Right. So everyone's like, why the fuck do I want to be a doctor? <laughs> and well, now that my friends are all doctors, a lot of my friends are doctors here. I'm like, yeah, you guys are making like 10, 20X more than that fucking number back then. Yeah. And I thought these career counselors don't know shit. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I wanted that certificate okay. in my twenties and just to get a job and start making money. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. And so now that I'm in my thirties, I have a different mindset, I guess. Mm-hmm. After running your own company and whatnot, you kind of learn that you need to learn. Yeah. Uh, I, me as a person, I learn based off of what I need today. I cannot learn for an advance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this course will help you in your future. Yeah. But not, and they won't tell you. You're just not yeah. engaged. Yeah. Oh, at least I'm not engaged. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, like I'm learning like editing and all this stuff for obviously for the show. Sure. Sure. Uh, learning about financials for uh, startups mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that's because I need it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm horrible like that when it comes to learning. But at the same time, 
I think it makes me hyper focused when I need sure, to hyper focus. Sure, and motivated. I think that's 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 yes, the, the motivation. Motivated really makes a big difference. Um, how about for you? Like, because you you were able to like study a lot, so you must be really good at being focused and being motivated to learn. How do you know what I? I it's funny because I hope that none of my like school friends ever listen to this podcast because because <laughs> they're like man this guy wasn't even studious how did he how did he pull this he's off lying. <laughs> he's lying <laughs> you know what i i will say i'm not the best student you know yeah um i i think i do try when i need to try right um but i will say that i think what i do have is like a knack of like i don't want to say like a photogenic type memory but like I could definitely read something a couple of times, once or twice. And I'm like, like that. And just like retain that and then just have that in me stalled somewhere. It's um, like a picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and you see pictures in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I like, like that too. And so when, when it came to studying, um, obviously, I think th- that, f- that, that knack or that ability mm-hmm. became uh, effective, but also it, I had to kind of deter away from that a little bit because. Right things had to make sense then right like i was like, okay i can memorize all the muscles and bones and ligaments and joints in the body but fuck, when someone comes to me and they're like oh i have wrist pain it's like okay how do i apply this now right i need to learn yes. the mechanics now and what are you doing did you like did you fall did you stand did you sit like what happened during this right. time right um so putting things together was was the hardest part and i remember um, flunking like so many of those type of courses, like because I just couldn't put it together. But yeah. I can put everything separately, and I can write everything down for you. Right. right? So, right. so at some point that that gear had to to change and yeah. shift focus. But yeah, I'm not the best student. You know, I, I really <laughs> am not. I like I would say like I definitely work hard. That's like, good. I work really hard, and I and it's funny because I I have a younger brother, and he's um he's in engineering right now, so I think he's going to third year maybe fourth year oh wow but um he's a young guy right yeah yeah but he's kind of the opposite this kid is like the one that actually knows a lot and is very smart right but fuck this guy does not try at all and i hope he listens to this you know and like <laughs> but he doesn't try right he doesn't You're try calling him out yeah he doesn't try he doesn't get and you know i always think like i'm such an asian parent when i say this i'm like man richard you gotta put in your time you gotta try yeah. harder like you're, you're not a b student right you're an a student right and i yeah. know that you know this right and uh it's scary because sometimes and i don't know if you ever catch yourself doing this too is that sometimes i think when i'm start when i start talking or nagging someone i'm like shit i sound like my parents yes right like, yeah, I hate that feeling. Like, ah, oh, I just did it again. You're you know? like, no, no, it's happening to me. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of which, like, did you have strict parents growing up? I wouldn't say my parents were strict. I would say my parents were really. Uh, they were trying to figure it out. Mm. They were not. Um, they're adverse risk takers. They don't like to take risks. Mm. So my parents didn't know what to do, but they didn't want to try as hard. Uh, so my, my parents are coming from, uh, well, my mom, sorry, my dad comes from a large family. Okay. Like we're talking like 10 siblings plus. Okay. So my grandmother. Similar to mine. Yeah. yeah so my, yeah. my grandmother was like the concubine and there was like a, a, a thai, thai, thai lai, what mm. they call it, or like yeah. the, the big wife, yeah. The, yeah. Like, the first wife. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a fucking massive family, right? So 
my dad got lucky because our eldest uncle uh, took care of him. Right. Because he, he took over the business okay. uh, and he funded like everything. So sure. um, on the elder side of my family, they're more risk takers. Okay. Whereas I found the younger siblings are not uh, mm, risk takers. They don't like to start business. And I think part of that goes back to uh, being babied. Mm. And so when it came to, you know, dealing with raising kids, they kind of just went with the flow. Sure. You know, because that's, that's what they've been doing their whole lives. Yeah. Right. So we, they, they weren't strict, but they were frustrated with mm. kids because mm. kids can be frustrating. I can sure. see it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Especially if it was you. you know, it was I me. Could, yeah. Yeah. For I, sure. I, I'm a, I'm a shit disturber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would bite people. I remember my cousins would tell me because they're older. They're 15 yeah. years older than yeah, me. Yeah. They would pick me up and mm. I would just sink my teeth into their neck wow yeah wow. And i was like two I yeah. was one or two i just didn't want to be picked yeah. up yeah but you were you were a bully though i wasn't a bully oh, okay right. i don't think right. i was a bully okay um i think i was a troll <laughs> i was an early troll sure early troll yeah uh, yeah like one of my cousins um you know he was a bit chunkier and we always make fun of him he got really mad and then that's when we stopped mm. yeah, yeah. um but yeah other than that I think they weren't too strict. Mm -hmm. They were just very protective, mm. but they didn't know how to demonstrate that or articulate that. Okay. I found that Asian parents of our parents' generation. Sure. Um, I don't, I can't speak for all Asian parents, but yeah, the yeah. ones that I've seen in my family and whatnot, they're not great communicators. Oh yeah. They, they have a hard time translating that. And kind of back to your point where you mentioned, oh yeah, sound like my parents. Yes, yeah. It's kind of like that, where they that overprotectiveness um, translates into this mindset, but they can't explain that mindset because mm -hmm. as a younger person, you're not going to get it. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. I mean, like I, so I, I have a really interesting family dynamic because yeah. uh, my my mom is one of eleven siblings. And my oh, wow. yeah, and my dad's one of nine. Okay, so that's and there's a big fucking family. Yeah, it's a fucking huge family. So that's great. So and I have like like Chinese and Vietnamese background, both right? Families, yeah. right? So, so anyways, with that being said, my my mom was the only one that left the country. Left right? Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, whereas my dad's entire family lives in like San Fran, San Jose, right. LA. Like everyone lives in in in, in oh, Cali. That's amazing. I don't know why my dad's here. <laughs> But anyways, he so the he, yeah, he, he picked, like they sent him to Jane and Finch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a choice: Compton, yeah. Jane and Finch. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You got to pick one or the other. So my so when we were growing up, uh, I I remember always wanting a younger sibling, right? Right. I was always asking, I want a younger brother. I want a younger <laughs> brother, right? Now I'm like, fuck. Now I gotta split the estates with this guy later on, you know, <laughs> but you know, obviously uh, all yeah. joking aside, I really want a younger sibling, but what ended up happening was I ended up with uh, a total of three siblings. Oh, you have three extra siblings. Now, wow. now I think that I, mean, I should clarify because the two brothers are not my biological brothers. Oh, really? Okay? So what happened was they are my biological cousins, um, but, their parents both died when they were kids. Oh shit! So my and it's my one of my mom's like siblings' kids. Right? Okay. So she and my dad took them in. Like, That's nice. They all like we had to formally adopt them so they right. could bring them from Vietnam over. Right. Oh really? So uh, so I ended up with 
three brothers, right? And now That's I have great. two nieces. I have a niece and I have a nephew on the way. So like we just became a really big family. Right. But before all of that, I remember my parents were so strict with me. And I was oh. the oldest child. Right? Oh, you're the oldest child. I am the oldest okay. child. And they were just, you know, I got like the physical, like, you know, <laughs> like my parents would be like, my mom was, my mom wouldn't usually like, you know, the slipper, the occasional duster, you know, occasional hanger, you know, like just like a nice whipping, right? Right. But my dad, oh shit. Like my dad's dad was a military man, right? Oh fuck. And he's one of seven brothers and only two sisters, right? So big ass family. So so all the boys got disciplined. And you know what? My dad disciplined me just like he his dad disciplined him, right? Really? So I never felt like Obviously, growing as a, up as a kid, like I was always like, I'm gonna call child protective services, right? But like, <laughs> but I, I never did. Yeah, I, like, yeah. You know, obviously, empty threats. Yeah, empty threats. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, just to get him to yeah, back down. Yeah, and it never worked. You know, and <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, man, fuck, I know. Like one day, I mean, obviously, this would be all child abuse right now. Yeah. Right? But I kind of understand. Like, it was kind of another method to the madness. Like, they just couldn't communicate and things like that. Like you said. But there's always one story that I'll always, really? like I'll always remember. I used to never eat my lunch oh, as a kid. You know, we I, all went through. We that. all went through that, right? Because yeah. you know, they. I mean, I had the fucking like bologna sandwich, you okay. know, with like miracle whip, and it was just yeah, the same that. thing and you're every sick of it. day. You know, you're and sick I'm so it. sick of it, right? I want lunchables, so, yeah, right. I want lunchables. Like all the white kids got gushers, you know, gushers. and they got uh, Dunkaroos, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. I never got that. So, anyways, I would toss my my lunch away oh, no. in like the lunchroom garbage. Right? right, I've done that before. And then the lunchroom ladies would stand there, and so I couldn't throw it away anymore. Oh, right? it's like someone ratted on us or something like that. Really? Right? And then so I would have to remember to ask to go to the bathroom and like conceal my fucking sandwich to go to the bathroom and toss it out. You know? What? And so, but some days I would forget and I would take my, my sandwich, sandwich all the way home. Oh. And they would, and like they would open it up and they see it and, you know, boom, I got the, the oh. smack in, right? So, oh, shit. why don't you launch blah, blah. And obviously my parents were really like, upset because one they obviously wanted their kids to eat and two is that you're wasting. That I'm wasting, right? Yeah. So, so then, um, so, you know, every week or so, I would remember to throw away a couple lunches and I would forget one or two and then oh. I would get it again and again. And then, uh, so I started throwing it away in, like I would get home and I would forget, forget and I would throw it away in the um, garbage in the kitchen. I would kind of hide it, <laughs> but then, you know, it emits a smell and eventually oh, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll uncover it. Wow. Right? And then I, you know, and then as a kid, I'm like, how did they find out? So, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to throw it in the bathroom garbage now <laughs> so then i go and i hide it a bunch of you know tissue and of course it's gonna it, smell it's gonna you know? smell yeah so boo like so so i'm like man how do i outsmart them and i was young i was like six seven <laughs> you know and then i think one time i was so good i was so diligent with throwing shit away that i um one day i forgot and we live in the 19th floor right so mm -hmm. i heard my dad's keys like jingling, jingling? and i was like my 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 lunch so i reached <laughs> in my backpack and i and i just didn't know where to go right and i opened up the balcony door nice and i just 
tossed it. <laughs> so I taught, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I might've killed someone, but you know, I just tossed it <laughs> and I gently closed the door back and I, wow. and I sat right back on the couch and, and my dad came in, opened the door. He doesn't say anything to me for a second. He goes, did you eat your lunch today? And I, and he always asks me that. And I said, yes. <laughs> and I see him dart towards the kitchen. I hear the garbage. Wow. Going. And then, and then he doesn't see anything. I'm like, Oh, you won't find anything there, man. <laughs> so he goes to the bathroom. Boom. Again in the bathroom, doesn't find anything there. Right. So then he retires into his room and he, and that's when I know he's changing. So I'm like, Ooh, I'm good. I'm safe. Clear. I'm clear. This is going to be my new method from now on. The and then, balcony so then he comes out with something I've never seen before. A pair of binoculars. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. And this is no word of a lie. He walks out to the balcony and I just see him with his binoculars, just like going <laughs> like this, right? Just looking down towards, you know, the, the, the ground. And then he goes, damn, come here. And he holds the binoculars still. I walk over and I tip the toe up and I look into the, the binoculars. I'm like, that price chopper plastic bag. Oh shit! With my sandwich just sticking halfway out. Oh wow! Oh my god, dude! I got the worst beating of my life, and it was more of like not that I just didn't eat lunch or that I threw it down the balcony. It was lying. Yeah, you know. And so, uh, but you know what? Two people learned their lessons that day. I always ate my lunch later on. I really? didn't want to lie anymore. And two is that That's they good. never gave me the same sandwich again. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. Yeah. I had a similar feeling growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got beat, but my, my dad gets really frustrated. Mm-hmm. So one of the co-hosts, Alan, his dad is very stoic. He's a military guy. He was a sure. military colonel. Yeah. And so, but he's just very quiet. It's that quiet mm-hmm. kind of like sense you yeah. get. But my dad likes to talk a lot. Right. Like, I, I mean, he's just really loud. Like, because he grew up on the streets in Hong Kong. Like, yeah. so my parents, my dad, his house got burned down as a kid in Hong Kong. And there were 10, 11 of them, right? So, you know, imagine being homeless and with no insurance back then. Of course. And, yeah. and then they started a business to run off the streets, essentially. Yeah. It was fucked. Um, so he's more abrasive. And so, like, similarly, like to your story about um, getting a new sandwich, <laughs> it was an uphill battle to get anything I wanted. Mm. Like, did you feel that growing the, up? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it was there's always a reason why we couldn't get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad would be very good at, uh, I guess, tricking me because he's a sales guy. <laughs> and um, I remember I'm like, I don't want to go to the dentist. I'm going. He's like, I'll buy you another Power Rangers toy. Uh, all right, all right. You get you get there, get your tooth removed uh, or cavity filled, and there's no toy. <laughs> uh, so so wouldn't that just bring on negative reinforcement later on? Like, oh shit, this guy's lying again. I'm not I, gonna I think, go. I think it did a or little bit. Or did you get bit. tricked over and over and over? I got again. tricked a few times. <laughs> I because part of you wants to buy into it, right? Because yes. you're a kid. Yes, you're optimistic. You're optimistic that you know shit will work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that over time it does bring on that negative reinforcement, sure. but I don't know if it's the worst thing because then it teaches you not to have so much expectations all the time right. in life. Right. Right. Like you will never get what, what you, you want. want. And I feel as I get older that um, those experiences kind of help. Like you see, there's like all these rich entitled kids today. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they've never experienced that. Yeah. So at first sign of things not working out or money not solving the problem, they just they lose their shit. Right. Meanwhile, you know, 
shit's never worked out for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's, it's good and bad, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, like your, your dad, like he kind of, um, I guess educated you in the way that he knew how, yes. right. But I don't think we would do that. Like as adults, as parents in this generation. Yeah. I feel like we would do the reverse. Yeah. I mean, it, you know what? It's it's funny because I don't think I don't I don't know about your what your relationship mm-hmm. with your dad yeah. and mom would be. Yeah. I'm I feel that I'm closer to my mom. Like my yeah. mom and I could chat more. I think it's just like a mother son kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but my dad and I are more like okay, like we're we have a task at hand that we have to do. So this is what we talk about, right? So that's good. Um, but later on, I think as we get older, right. um, you know, we'll sit down and we'll have you know we'll have a couple of drinks and yeah. you know, and usually it's interesting because it's very like. Ladies in the house will pack everything up, and and then the guys are still sitting and you know still having their drinks, right? And usually, you know, it's either wine or like my dad puts cognac on the table, and we just kind of sips of cognac. Yeah, this is a conversation maybe about before COVID, Mm -hmm. so about a year and a half or two ago. We're just sitting down and we're talking, and and it's interesting because he doesn't really open up a lot, right? But we were talking about raising kids, right? Mm. Um, and how we didn't, and the binocular story came up, right? <laughs> and, 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 and dad goes, well, you know what? You got to think about it this way. When I had you, I was 25. Yeah. I didn't know any better. Just think about you as a 25 year old with a kid and you're working full time. Yeah. Right. Um, and now, you know, I'm in freak, I'm in my thirties. I still have, I don't have a kid. Right. And, I'm, yeah. and I still think work is like just crazy, you know, it's everything, and it's everything right. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I don't know any better. And, and basically what he was saying was that I was his test run. Yeah. Because when I asked him, how come you don't discipline Richard the same way? <laughs> and share the, right, share the pain, right? And he got away with everything. You know, Richard <laughs> could have away with anything. And then dad goes, well, I communicated with him. <laughs> you know, we just yeah. talk, right? Which is so different than I was like, communicate? Oh, what is where's, that? Where's the belt? You know, like <laughs> that was that was communication to me. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll stop. You know, I surrender. <laughs> I surrender. But yeah, no, he like like, uh, and it's interesting to for him to admit that. But also, a almost not that I ever needed answers or closure or anything like that. Yeah. It was more like a cool type of clarity right. to why things were the way that they were. Right? right, and also like you said, we probably wouldn't be that this treat our kids the same way maybe because one um we probably know better we're in a different society but two is that uh, we're also older yeah you know like you and i don't have kids yet yeah um but we're older so uh maybe our our wisdom changes from 25 to 35 as most every 10 year gap would do right so i think it does yeah you know i think I mean? so. so at 25 i think i was a very different person yeah yeah. Um, but also I feel like, uh, it's the experiences you've seen from other people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously we have our experiences Yeah. and I don't think like our parents' generation will talk about it with other parents, you know, yeah. oh, I have to beat my kid with this. I have to yeah. beat my kid with that. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they have that conversation. Yeah. Maybe, not, but yeah, Maybe. yeah, but you're right. You're right. Like, I don't and think so. I think our generation will talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh crap, you know, uh, John's being an asshole, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Oh, maybe you should try this or, yeah. you know, like. 
yeah. there's parenting books, a lot more communication. Like we said, there's sure. podcasts yeah. about these topics now. There's topic like there's content on anything today. Yeah. And I think being able to see all those examples, you can kind of like build a better, like like for lack of a better word, data set. Yeah. You know, I'm a tech yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, like a, a better foundation for your own, you know, yeah. later yeah. on. Right? So yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, I didn't ever ask you, do you have siblings? I have a sister. She's oh. a, she's a nurse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She's right. younger. She got the brunt of it from my dad. Ah. So it's funny because I guess it's kind of like a sexist thing, I guess, mm. um, where the parents kind of have a little more, um, trust if you're a guy. Look, yes. he's a guy. Sure. Not much bad can happen. You know, right. like most of it is, is he might get in a fight. Um, yeah. But with the girls, a lot of shit that could happen, right? Mm -hmm. So my dad would blow up her phone, like mm. like literally to the point where it would shut off. Like that's how many calls she would miss. Wow. Um, my dad's like obsessive like that sometimes. Right, right. And uh, it pissed her off to no end. Um, sure. So it's kind of funny that I didn't get the brunt of it yeah. in that sense. Yeah. I, I, but you know what? I think I think that you're right. And I think it's such an Asian mentality kind of it thing is. too because it's like- and this is a good example is that I remember my mom saying, you know what? Like, obviously I wouldn't want you to be a teenage dad, right? <laughs> but it would be better that you're a teenage dad than you're a teenage mom, right? Like if I, <laughs> if I, if, if she had a daughter who was pregnant, it would be a huge disgrace to the family. Right. right? Um, whereas if not that she condoned the behavior, but, yeah. she's like, but if you had a child, um, you know, it'd be more, acceptable. it'd be more acceptable. And it's, it's a huge embarrassment for the girl that was pregnant with the child. You know, like, like, yeah. why, like, why is that? You know, like, I, I think, I don't know why that is, to be honest. I don't think it's any different, especially today. Yeah. Now it's more about the financials. Sure. The whole ego and pride thing. I think that's gone out the window. Back yeah. then, I can see it. There's a lot of, you know, uh, shame, et cetera, bullshit, mm -hmm. bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't think even like in Asia, they buy into that shit anymore. Like it, it's, it would still be like, well, you're to me, if I see someone that, that's like having a kid really early, I think, I don't think, oh, that's shameful. I think your life is pretty much done. Yeah. The kid is your priority now. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, I'll yeah. talk to you when you're 60. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically. I mean, I, I know that with me, yeah. I was, my parents were more strict and Richard, of course, was less strict, but I, I definitely, like I always say, Richard, you're you're like the girl of the family, right? <laughs> um, uh, but in the sense that, like, when I I remember I had to sneak out, yeah, to go see my girlfriends or yeah. uh, friends or whatever, right? <laughs> like my curfew, I had a curfew. I got to be home at eleven o'clock. You got to be home at ten o'clock. Right. I was in high school, grade ten, eleven, yeah. twelve, and I'm like, man, how do you come home at ten? Like that's when the party's getting started, right? And <laughs> Or like, you know, you want to sneak out to see your girl or whatever. Yeah, and I remember hi, whatever. I would crawl out the window. Wow. Um, I don't know. You, did you ever snuck out the house? I'll be honest. Up, So I didn't have any spending money up till I was 17. Mm -hmm. So I never went out anywhere. Mm. Like it would be the rare occasion I would go out for an outing and we'd be home probably before nine. Like we didn't yeah. party. I didn't okay. party till I was 20. Okay. Like, like 19, 20. Like yeah, that, yeah. That's when... I started going out. I never really had a curfew. My parents mm -hmm. really never need, needed to give me a curfew. Right. right My right, sister right. was more popular. Maybe I was just 
a bigger loser in high school than I remembered. But um, yeah, I never had that problem. Yeah, no, I mean, I just had a group of friends that were really like into like, you know, partying, partying and like drinking and stuff. Like, I mean, I got into it maybe when I was in grade 11 or 12. Like that was those the two grades that I started like, what, getting into 15? it. Like 16 16 17 you know that's the usual for a lot of people yeah yeah and i remember um just trying like i, I couldn't go get out of the house my parents would always say why are you going out why are you going out who are you, are you going, going out with right what are you doing you know what are you doing are you a drug dealer yeah exactly it's just the end of the world right Except yeah for my mom you know she's like who's the girl like you know you're seeing girls right and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, well, there will be girls, but no, I'm not seeing them, I'm not doing anything, you know? Like, I don't know what you're what you're thinking right now, right? right? Uh, and uh, I, I do remember sneaking at the house late at night, and I, I, I was like, I had a little basement apartment type window. Right. My parents, you know. Oh, in Scarborough? Right? Yeah, no, this was at Keelan Eglinton. Oh, Keelan Eglinton, okay. okay. And um, Yeah, I'm like, how are you getting out the window on the 19th floor? No, no, yeah, Keelan Eglinton, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're in a little bungalow, and okay. I would you know, slide the, the, the little door, the window, and I would crawl out. But the funny thing is that one of my brothers was sitting, like sleeping in the same room. Like we'd have like two right. beds, two desks, everything. Right? Okay. And I would wait for him to fall asleep first because I didn't want him to wrap me out. Right. <laughs> so then. Wow. Yeah, so, so political. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll let you like Pass sleep. Up. Right. And then I, <laughs> and then I freaking, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to fit through that window now, but you know, I think we're all a little scrawnier back then. Yeah. Anyway, I got through the pounds. window. Yeah. And I would go out, like walk down the block, wait for the bus and like get on that bus, go, you know, half an hour up and like go see this girl and nice and sleep over. And then we both went to school the next day, you know. Your parents didn't know you were gone? No, because by the time that they wake up, like I, I would be in school already, right? Like, because they, oh, they, okay. they own a business where they had a restaurant, right? Okay, so, cool. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So they, uh, so by the time they got up to go to the restaurant, like I'm. So you I, were self sufficient. I was self sufficient. That's yeah, great. Yeah, I was self sufficient. Good for you guys. Yeah. And uh, whereas now I think about Richard, he's like, when he was in high school in grade 10, 11, 12, he would leave at 10 at night. You know, and <laughs> and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'll come home like four in the morning or something, or I'll just come home tomorrow really? morning." And my parents were like, "Okay, sure," but I never got that. You know, they're just like, "You're up to no good." You're a bit jealous. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I am a bit jealous. Of you're, I'm like, you're a bit vindictive about yeah, this. Yeah, I remember, man. Like I like when it was snowing, I would shovel the snow oh, in the man. backyard. Yeah, so that the wind there's clearing from my window. <laughs> just that one right? little area. Yeah, that little area, right? But I would shovel the whole fucking thing. And I remember my dad one day was like, oh, wow, look at you. You you shoveled, <laughs> you followed, you shoveled not only the front, but around the house, right? You're like, yeah. 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 I was like, ah, yeah. yeah of course. Just time, you know, it was so of good. Course, you know, and, you know? Yeah. No. Uh, oh, I had my, I had my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever notice, like, I don't know about you, but my dad had like, like hyper sensitivity to hearing. He can hear a pin drop mm. like i'll be upstairs so i i my parents moved to richmond hill we had a two-story house okay and you know my dad he likes to watch tv and sometimes he just pass out sure you know, watching tv downstairs yeah and i would just like you know wake up you know just trying to go back on the computer because mm. you know when you're back mm. then computers were a commodity yes right yeah. like now it's like everyone has a computer but back then it was like a big desktop. I'm like, try to sneak in, you know, yeah. play some more video games yeah, or, yeah. you know, browse the internet more. And he just goes, what's there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what the, f 
fuck, how did you wake up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? In in hindsight, you probably weren't that quiet as you thought you were. I probably wasn't. Yeah. yeah. In like, your mind, you probably thought yeah. I was so quiet. I was you know? so quiet. Yeah. I was crawling. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like you can hear like. Well, I, I assume that was during a time where you didn't have to use dial up, though. Because that would have definitely woke woke them up. No, it wasn't dial. I think it was like early 2000s. Okay, so cable yeah. was just becoming a thing. Yeah. 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 I definitely had remember trying to like start up my dial up internet. Oh, yeah. And I would put like a like a little like cushion there to try oh, to really? block off the noise. It oh, never it, fucking worked. You know, yeah, it's like it woke up so the whole loud. house, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure anyone that's listening doesn't know what dial-up is. That's like VHS level. Yeah. You know, sometimes don't you find that sometimes when you're talking, it, you really show your age, you know, because. Yeah. Because there's some, there's some certain things that you start referring to that, that like, for example, I always get some of my patients to roll out their hips and glutes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, do I just use a ball or whatever? I'm like, I would recommend a lacrosse ball. It's like a rubbery ball. It's like yeah. this gray ball. Yeah. It's exactly like, it feels exactly like the ball in your mouse, you know? You know, the ball that's. Yeah. Back your, then. The, the, yeah. Back. But then I, but I just say it like that casually. It's like the ball in the mouse. And they're like, what ball in the mouse? And I'm like. <laughs> what is that? I'm like, you're like, and then I thought, ah, oh, shit, I'm speaking to like a 22 year old. Like they would have oh. never seen before. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or I have some fresh like accounts you know that uh that are working at you know kpmg or whatever Something like that, yeah but they're young they're 23 right they're 24 and i'm like yeah you're right you haven't used a mouse they, with a they've ball. probably never seen half the tech wheel we were exposed to right vhs yes yeah did you watch the blockbuster uh documentary on Netflix? i didn't is it good it's interesting. It's just, I mean, it was boring, but it, right. was, it was more or less just a whole thing on like the last blockbuster and like oh. where it failed, how, how it came to well, be. Well, we all know why it failed. Yeah. <laughs> we all know why it failed, you know? And like, but you know, I, I, I always think, wow, there's a lot of things that we live in now or we lived in back then that right. people nowadays would never know what we're talking about. You know, they would have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't even think of, Tamagotchis. I had a Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi, the yeah. Pokemon ones, oh, no, like the Digimon ones. I had. The Digi- oh, I had the yeah. Digimon ones too. I you know, that one. That was so much uh, fun. Man, there's so many tech things back then. <laughs> so many experiments they did. Yes. Yeah. So you deal with a lot of different patients. Mm-hmm. Do any of them have any weird pet peeves or that that would bug you about them? <laughs> All right. So so you're like okay, let me take out my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think now because. I see a lot of people. Yeah. You know? um, you're, you're a busy guy. Yeah. I see a lot of people. Most of my days are, I, I try to squeeze in about 25 to about 35 patients a day. Right. Shit. So it's, I'm just going back and forth, you know? Yeah. I see your schedule. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm running. Right. And sometimes people don't believe I'm that busy. I'm like, trust me like this. Uh, it's busy. And, yeah. And with that being said, there's, there's the busier you are, the more, the higher the probability of getting someone who's, strange okay all right yeah <laughs> it's just yeah that's the strange it, it, the, odds. It, it, the odds are there yeah. um i i think i i think that i've been lucky in the sense that there's been a lot of the people that end up seeing me are usually in my demographic which which is pretty helpful right um, uh, so anywhere between like 25 to 45 and they're okay. all mostly like young professionals some who are you just got out of school. Someone we just got married. Right. Someone we just have their first child or two kind of okay. thing. Right. So, so I like that 
group and that and that demographic because they're relatable to me and I'm relatable to them. Right. You know? Yeah. You can um, have that conversation. Yeah. We can have that conversation. Um, the other thing about um, the, the users of like chiropractic and physical therapy and stuff are that they are mostly professionals who either have money or they have a good income or yeah. that has a good insurance plan, things like that. So, yeah. so you, it naturally just caters your demographic to be like a much more posh type, not posh, yeah. but you know, like on a, that on a higher the office end. Yes. Yeah. Versus like, you know. Yeah, construction yeah. sometimes. Like I don't really get those. Um, I get only a handful of like uh, apprentice type, uh, oh, not apprentice, um, uh, trades type people, right? right? right. So, um, but with that being said, once in a while, I will get a strange person Uncle. coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you an example of, of like one. Like me? <laughs> no, you're, 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 actually when I first met you, I was like, I was like, I can't tell if this guy even wants to be here. Or he enjoyed, like, you know, I, I, I like, and then, and then when we started talking, I was like, oh, this guy's a cool guy. All right. <laughs> he, he can stay. <laughs> I can be on the yeah. roster. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I do remember this one guy and he, I, he's, I'm presently treating him right okay. now. And he definitely falls way out of the, the category I'm talking about of demographics. Really? So he is in his mid fifties um, and he lives in the beaches and he found me online. Now, a lot of people do find me online yeah. to look up reviews and they're like, okay, right. this one has good yeah. reviews, so I'm going to go. And he certainly, like, he gives me a lot of, he gives my staff a lot of trouble. Oh, shit. And I at first, those. we don't know this yet, but when he first came in, already my receptionist, um, she had a red flag right away. Really? And, and she was like, oh, he's uh, he's complaining about our fees. And this was the first day in, right? The thing is, like, most people don't openly complain about fees. It's just something that's interesting. But people, if you're there, you kind of know the service you're paying for. You know what the schedule looks like. You could, you could, you already called and someone told you what it is, how much it is, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but he, he was like, "Oh, why is he so pricey?" Right. Um, and then that's and, a weird question. Yeah. And of course, like I didn't hear this question. Yeah. Um, but in my head, I'm like, that's because I'm worth it. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but like, but my, my receptionist just try to explain, you know, these are the fees that are structured and they're blah, blah, blah. Right. So you try to give a nice political answers. Now, right. when he met me, this, uh, this particular person, he, you know, he, he would ask about those kind of things. And when I met him, he almost felt a little bit condescending. You know? Oh, like, I've been to many chiropractors and blah, blah, blah. Nobody's figured out my problem, you know, oh. um, things like that. Right. And, um, you know, uh, no one's as expensive as you are. So I hope you can find the answer kind of thing, you know, those kind of um, people. Yeah. And, and you know what, trust me, I've the, when you start seeing about 150 people a week, right. For the last five years, you right. end up, meeting some of these people and, yeah, and you also end normal. up knowing how to handle these people too. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and, and I, and I realized that, you know, this guy's a little bit of a dick <laughs> and, and, but with that being said, sometimes it's good to handle them, not in trying to manage them in any way. Right. But just kind of, kind of be a dick as well, but not towards oh, really? him. Just in general, like if you have a dick personality, I have a little bit of a dick personality. It's okay. We're going to, we're going to make this work, you know? And, and, and I'm like, listen, man, like you don't have to be here, but I'm going to try to figure out your, 
figure out your issues. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I've seen a lot of backs um, and I've seen a lot of fucked up backs. Right. Um, and don't I, worry about it. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry about it. Right. And, and, and I'm like, I think you think that your back is fucked up. And he laughed. Right. He's like, oh, buddy, my back is fucked up. Right. Yeah. But I think it's just, just breaking down that, that medical professional barrier with him. And as right. soon as I said, I've dealt with a lot of fucked up backs. He, you know, he just let his guard down, you know? Right. Right. And he's like, this guy is a normal human being. Yeah. You know, he's not. And I know that if he has been with multiple people and multiple clinicians and practitioners or whatever, that he just has this idea behind them. Everyone's so like straight and strict and stern. And yeah. uh, they only have a one, one persona, persona, one methodology that they will do for right. him. Right. Right. Um, anyways, with that being said, over, the course of good, you know, five ish visits, he was starting to feel better. You That's know? And, great. And, and putting his personality aside, I do want him to get better. You know, yeah. it makes me happy, you know? Um, but this guy is cap absolutely nuts. He, <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll call him John. I'm like, John, I can't put you in the schedule until about two or three weeks from now, but you're getting better. Yeah. So I don't need to see you here every week. Right. And, Every day he calls the front desk. So the first day he calls the front desk because I'm, I'm fully booked, right? So he calls and he goes, um, I have an appointment today. I uh, just wanted to confirm what time it was. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and the girls would be like, uh, sorry, John, there, you don't have an appointment today. Yeah. Right. And, and he goes, oh no, I'm sure we booked an appointment. Um, it, it, thinking that, you know, we would let, just let you know, slide, oh, in. Just slide him in, right? Maybe it's wow. our fault that, you know. What a slimy yeah, piece. Yeah, and you know what? They, um, And I think he would do that a couple days in a row, right? Jesus. And uh, the thing is, I do all my own scheduling. Right? Yeah, so yeah. you notice I always yeah. book you in, right? I don't yeah. let my girls do it. I like I like to, to schedule because right. I can make things work and I kind of, you know, I, I know See what your schedule is like, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the girl, one of the girls responded to him one day and she said, no, it's definitely not our mistake. She's like, she's like, if anything, you can just talk to Dr. Dan and he, cause he does all his own scheduling unless mm. you think he made a mistake. Mm. And he goes, oh no, I don't think he made a mistake. Must be my mistake. Wow. Yeah. So then he stopped calling in that regard. But now he calls every day to see if there's a cancellation so he can get in. But then he'll call like four or five times, right? Oh my God. So yeah, the girls are are just losing their mind with him, right? So yeah, but I'm trying to manage that. Like, <laughs> I saw him one day and I'm like, John, you're giving my front desk staff a lot of crap. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like you, you have to listen to me because they're the ones that are going to let you in the schedule or not, right? Yeah, so yeah. you better be nice. Okay, okay, right? So, so he almost needs that like tough gut, loving, tough loving, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting as like a young 38 year old, uh, like talking to a guy who's middle aged, middle aged, like, yeah, like as a child, you know? Yeah. I'm like, John, you better not call anymore. Uh, right. You know, uh, like I, I heard all about it. Right. And, and <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, so there are some tough patients out there. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't think that any of them are like not manageable. Right. Um, I, I, I think I truly like what I do because I get to meet so many people and have yeah. so many personalities kind of come in. What gets hard is more like just trying to 
talk for 12 hours. You know, that's, oh, man. yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure when you get home, you're just like, I don't want to say another word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Trust me. And, and, and I know that like, you know, with my fiance and stuff, I, I do drop the ball on that a lot because I have, I always say like, I have nothing left in me. You know, like the battery has been drained, you know? Um, so it, it, it is, it is hard to manage when you talk to like a billion people and you come home and there's one person that you should be talking to, but you, you made no energy left. Right. So have you heard that saying men say about 3000 words a day and women say about five? No. Okay. No, I've never heard. There's a, I think it was a psychology thing. And basically it says that how sometimes guys just run out of energy and steam to talk. Right. Mm. Cause like you, you mean you, you know, we do, cause you're in a sense, you're like a sales guy. Yeah. So it's social. It's very, you're very social, very, yeah. you know, you have to network, you have to talk to these people, you know? Yeah. So men usually have want to say less than what a woman wants to say. Right. Cause mm. you say, you say less than 3000 a day. You've kind of feel like, uh, you're not very sociable. You're right. not, you know, social enough. Sure. So I guess in that sense, you get yeah. home, the wife might have, or the fiance might still have another 2000 words uh, yes. to go. Yeah. But, uh, and I have nothing, I have, <laughs> I no, have nothing left. It's like, it's like almost like I have nothing left to, to no energy left to kind of draw out to say, but right. I also, my listening ability drop <laughs> like fucking plummets really? uh, significantly, you oh, know, really? cause I've been listening all day. And I listen to people complain all day, my neck, my shoulders, my back, my job, my wife, my husband, my kids, <laughs> you know, like I'm listening to everything. Cause as soon as I get on the table, it's like a billion different types of things happening. Right. And it's not just physical therapy. Like they're there sometimes I think just event. they're there to vent. It's like therapy therapy, you yeah. know? Um, and uh, so when I, when I get home, like, wow. I don't even, I don't even have the capacity to listen, you know, to your complaints. To, to, yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I still try, you know, I still try. Active I, listening. Yes. Active listening. Nod. Yeah. Head nod. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I think like Tiff, my fiance, she, she sees right through me. And I think most of the time she's pretty good at just understanding right. that, that, you know, my days are fucked up, you know, um, yeah. She's in the medical profession too, right? Yeah. So she's in um, oncology nursing. So oh, she wow. deals with cancer patients. Okay. So, so she kind of, her, her, her patient care is so much different than my yeah. patient care, right? Like everyone there that's, is kind of sad and like, you know, it's not the fun one. It's, it's not the fun one. Like, yeah. you know, like think about like, you know, when I, when, when I say bye to, to one of the patients and I say, Anthony, come on in, man. I'm just going to go wash my yeah. hands and I'll be right <laughs> back. Chill, right? Yeah, and I come chat. in, I'm like, all right, let's go. What's going yeah. on? What's going on? Right. Like I'm so happy and excited to be there. Right. Yeah. And then I think in her end, it's like, you know, like it's more end of life. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. more end of life. And you know, they're there for their chemo. They're for some type of glimmer of hope, but yeah, a lot of them, like you kind of know, like they're going to hit a certain it's terminal point. or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we do, even though we have, we're in the, medical world it's very polarizing yeah 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 <laughs> that yeah. that's that's crazy yeah um yeah my sister was is an omb nurse like okay uh, ob, was it obstetrics it's, yeah yeah like i don't know what i'm saying omb yeah <laughs> oh, <restaurant. laughs> no, ob, like delivery oh, yeah delivery. oliver and she yeah so she has a different experience in nursing because she's a nurse too sure um but now she just deals with covid mm. But yeah, I can't imagine an oncology. It must be 
crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can only imagine. Uh, and so it's interesting because I find that I don't like to complain a lot about my work to her particularly because it, it doesn't compare. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you know, I feel like there's certain aspects of my work that that I have to bottle up to. Oh, really? Right. Um, it's stressful. Yeah, like, I it, can imagine it is stressful, and I think I think that. The stress is really on me. It's more like a stress about being on time, right? When you're, like, I'm not like, I'm not like any like you know family doctor who just has like forty patients scheduled in the day. They can mm -hmm. be late for any one of them. It doesn't right. matter, right? Yeah. Like, like I'm back to back, and like my patients are actually they after being late a couple <laughs> times, they they start to understand that. I don't have an extra few minutes to, yeah, to come yeah, back to yeah, them, right? Yeah. So then like, shit, I'm at a loss if I am late because yeah. I actually, and it's funny because it goes both ways because you might be like, man, I do want to spend more time getting treated. Mm -hmm. um, and then on my end, I'm like, I, I, I want to spend more time with you, you know, right, and right. whether it's treating or talking, whatever, right? Like I, I, I don't want to lose on those minutes, right? They're right. very valuable minutes to me maybe with the you know with the john maybe at least a couple <laughs> minutes that's okay <laughs> oh you can be late you can be late uh, just take your yeah. time take your time yeah but but it, there are some stresses of like um being on time and knowing that uh you kind of have to be sharp all the time right, right? you just have to right. be sharp all the time because someone might come in that you'd expect coming with their back as per usual but then yeah they come in hobbling in and like dude I sprained my ankle and oh, then fuck. boom, your, your, your timetable just changes. Cause I'm like, okay, shit. Now I have 20 minutes. I have to listen to what just happened. Right. Right. How do they sprain the it? Breakdown. You know, and I got to break it down. I got to show them what's happening and I got to treat them in that 20 minutes. That was meant to be a regular type problem. Right. right? So, and then, so I, I was, I would usually probably lose five minutes there and yeah. Uh, and get a five minute delay. And then, so my next patient is five minute delayed and, I have to start running show. and it's almost like catching back up, right? Because there's yeah. some patients that can get ready faster. So boom. And and or like I'm running to get my wash my hands. So <laughs> I'm like, I can save 30 seconds right now if I run there. Really? Versus walking there, you know? So like, you know how like Jess, the the, uh, yeah. the PT's room is there. Right. Like she'll be like, I haven't seen you at all today. And we would be in the office for like 10 hours together. Yeah. But she's like, but I hear you running. Like I can hear your legs back and forth, back and forth. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, this kind of, it's funny because this kind of brings me back to what we were talking about in the beginning about like, um, like how you were able to kind of get out of that banking and, and, yeah. and, and working for someone else and kind of doing your own thing and yeah. having passive income and, and things like that. Oh, right? passive income. Yeah. Well, not passive, but, but you know, <laughs> like, like kind of working towards that. Something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Try to build something new for yourself. Yes. And so, and so with that being said, I'm like, I, when I do work, I'm like, wow, this is exactly like how my parents work. They were workhorses, right? Yeah. They're just working every day, day in, day out, manual labor, basically. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's how I, that's sometimes how I feel what like, uh, like it they, is right because they're yeah. working in a restaurant they're running back and forth and that's what they used to do right and they would go early prepare and they would serve customers they would cook they would clean yes, do all that exactly stuff, right? and so and i grew up in that environment and now i'm like spraying down my table wiping and washing my hands <laughs> running back and forth hey come on in you know and I'm, I'm doing all these things and i'm like i'm doing exactly what my parents did they work 12 hours i work 12 hours right the only difference between them and i is that i have a title and I have a little bit of a better education. It's a different industry. And a different industry. Yeah. Right. But but at the core root of it, 
I'm just a workhorse like they are. Right. And I'm, yeah. And so at some point I had to kind of start thinking about how I can't do this until I'm 60. You're going to you know, kill yourself. I'll, I'll kill myself. Right. Yeah. I love what I do and I can do it now and I can do it really well, but, um, and I could be mentally there, there. Yeah. but at some point I can't be mentally there for 35 patients a day. No, I you can't have to do cut it, it down and I can't do it for six days a week. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, the really, really, uh, long-standing kind of chiropractors that are out there they're working in their 60s but they're only working like two or three days a week and they're almost always in a facility that they own where they have right. younger people working for them like yeah. younger associates like uh, like me yeah. right and so that was kind of what drove me to start looking into um, other things own. yeah 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 because yeah, i mean that, that's kind of like the natural progression mm-hmm. for any type of business i find sure like for myself right now i'm lucky to be at an age where i have the such knowledge that i can start another company yeah um but for for sure when my 50s i probably if i start another company i probably just hire somebody right sure i yeah. hope i have, have the successful enough that I can afford to hire somebody yes, to manage yeah. it for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's like your next stage of your, your career right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I thought, okay, I can do this for another 10 years. Uh-huh. Right. Like at the rate that I'm going, like I can probably do this for another 10 years, but I would be really, I, I don't think I would enjoy my work right day to day as much, but also Future planning wise. Future planning wise, yeah, it is hard. And and then of course, like it's more like, would I be able to build a practice at 40 as well as I can do it now? Because I'm in my prime now. Yeah. And I'll be in my prime for at least another five years or so, right? Where I, I think can, I think a bit longer for us. Yeah, let's say like, <laughs> no, no, but I mean like prime as in prime in my profession. Yes. You know, okay. Where I can do six days a week, right? Right, right. Um where you can carry the clinic. And I can carry the clinic, right? Right. But if I let's say started at 40 or started at 45 yeah. and I had kids and oh sorry, I gotta no, it's I gotta, kids. you know, I gotta do this or it's a I, different I, game. You know, I gotta take the kids here, I gotta do this and that, yeah. right? And then so you're you're not really at your prime level anymore because now I can be present a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, present of mind. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pre- yeah. So, so yeah. And that's kind of what drove me to uh, start my own business. Right. Okay. And I get so into the middle of, it's almost there. Construct like I, yeah. I sent you pictures. So you sent me pictures, yeah, the construction yeah. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So you've started your own clinic. Mm-hmm. Do you guys pick a name yet? We did. We did. Yeah. So we did, but I can't share it. Okay. Yet, you know, I can't secrets, share it. Yes. Yeah, a secrets. secret. Okay. Yeah, 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 no yeah. worries. Well, let me know when yes. we air, by the time we air, you'll probably be open. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah for sure. I mean, um, uh, it is, uh, I, I mean, I can, I can say it now you can blur it later if you want, but sure. Whatever uh, you want. But yeah, it's called restore care health. Nice. Um, and we didn't want to pick a Cairo type name, like right. a generic name because we have so many services there and we don't yeah. want to be known as just a, spinal kind of spot you know yeah. so so anyway so you can um, do your plug yes yeah. <laughs> you can do your plug yeah <laughs> but uh, uh but restore care health is yeah. uh you know definitely a a it's a multidisciplinary approach okay so we, we definitely want to get people to um you know uh, rethink their health and mm-hmm. you know restore their function relieve their pain like we just want to get everything together you know and yeah. and um and, but with that being said that the, the clinic itself is at Queens Key and Jarvis. So right across from the Loblaws. Right. Yeah. So it's in the, the government. At the government. Yeah. <laughs> at the old government. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So it's all, you know, the new Daniels building now. Nice. And, and honestly, it people ask me, 
was this always a dream of yours yeah. to be an like entrepreneur? A, an entrepreneur. Right. Um, and the and the answer to that was no. Like I didn't envy my parents being yeah. entrepreneurs. Cause that's what I grew up in, right? Okay. Like, like my parents own a business and I'm like, I'm like, wow, who the hell would want to work like this? Right. Yeah. Like they would send me to like, you know, to to the groceries in the morning, right? To grab oh, really? like, you know, like, yeah, like I got to get a whole bag of like a garbage bag full of like nah choy, you know, like just yeah. like yeah, just yeah, bean yeah, sprouts, yeah. right? And it was heavy, you know, and I would like <laughs> lift it up, like throw in the car. Like I like my parents made me get my license right away so I can go nice. pick up things. And which you were a workhorse. I was a workhorse, right? <laughs> and so so uh so I, I I don't think that I envied the entrepreneurial um path path, right? Because I'm like, man, look at how much you have to work. Right. But I realized quickly that, you know. It provides a lot. It provides freedom. a lot more for your family, the future. Yeah, um, it's more st- stability, and 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 you can eventually grow it enough that yeah. it's kind of more self um, sufficient. You know, um, I, I I agree with that, and I feel like for you, so it's different from people that like, let's say, I work in a bank or mm. a corporate job. Mm. My income's fixed, mm. right? If you work at a regular job, you yeah. know, this is the salary you get, this is the equity you get, this is the benefits you get. Yeah. But with you, you are kind of like an entrepreneur already, in yes. a sense. You're like a contractor. Yeah. Right. You you work, you know, for X place, but you are in charge of the inbound clients. You mm-hmm. take a percentage, you sh- it's profit share, right? It's profit share. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, in a way, you were already down that path. Yeah. And I think it's a lot better. Like for you guys, it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, um, I wish I like knew all this stuff when I was growing up. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, yeah, it, it's so much different. That's why I felt entrepreneurship gave me that freedom. Sure. Like, yes, you guys are kind of stuck in Toronto. You can't yes. like migrate like yeah. people in business. And we can. talked about this, right? Yeah. yeah like you really form your roots, right? You grow your roots here mm-hmm. because I'm sure getting another license elsewhere, you have to do all the tests, certifications. Yes. Yeah. It's a Pain in the I've ass. thought about it. I've thought about doing my California license. You should reunite with my family over there, right? But, but the problem is you start right back from scratch, you know. Yeah. And I already spent like, man, I spent. I was at Queen and Bay. Now I'm over here, right? right? And so I've been downtown for a long time, and so um, naturally, it's like the people who I've seen, right? Um, the, the core, base, the core, right? And it's, yeah. it's really grown a lot. Um, even people who I haven't seen in like two or three years, right? Right, like they'll come back here for for some work sometimes and or like they'll um i, I get a new patient i'm like oh like emily how'd you how'd you find me they're like yeah. oh you used to see my cousin alex i'm like oh, alex okay. alex who is like well alex lee i'm like oh isn't he like in aurora or something yeah. He's like yeah 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 anyways yeah. he told me to come and see you right because yeah and so so it, it is very cool to like yeah. have people still talk about you years later right like oh who are you looking for you're looking for cairo oh, you're yeah paying? like go see the, see my guy right yeah yeah, yeah. um so uh and i and i would i, I don't want to lose that right um it, it's tough right because like it's the book that you have yeah medical professionals have yeah that yeah in service yeah and i you know it takes you a really long time to build a reputation right you know? right like terrence sent you right yeah but like, you know if if i wasn't good terrence would never like you know and terrence would if he listens to this right now he would never tell you to go He'd be like that guy was crap you yeah know? Like, yeah if you oh, don't good. go there that was so <laughs> yeah don't go yeah you go don't go go anywhere but that guy you know <laughs> so so it does take a while to build your reputation yeah and it's almost like 
to build a consistency. Right. Because I'd be the same way as with Terrence, as with you. Yeah. As, you know, and so, um, and, it, and so now that I'm starting my own spot, I think my biggest challenge is to replicate, right? Um, because I can't. That experience? Yeah. Like I, I want, obviously, if I had, if the clinic was full of like, more me's yeah you know how to control i it. know how to control it product right? control, yeah. yeah and like it's like uh, it, exactly it's product control and 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 have everyone be serviced the same way yeah right but it, it can't always be like that no you know? and so no. you can only strive to have your best and and with that being said i think it's about finding that complementary type work right like you know you come in and you see jess and jess does this for you and okay this is what, what I'll provide for you that will mm-hmm. be additional to your care, right? Right, right, um, right. Right, so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to, to be in this role now, but it's a lot of work, you know? It's, yeah, it's I know how you feel. Yeah, yeah. I used to do 14-hour days mm-hmm. at least. So we'd start at 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, and we finish about 10 p.m., physical work right so moving things like you said you know i was the delivery driver i was picking up supplies i was even taking calls at one point while i was driving Mm -hmm. and literally it was the worst because i would have expedia call me right and they say oh this guy wants to cancel and we're like no no cancellations we argue while i'm driving i'm shouting in the phone yeah 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 and that's when we start hiring people. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but then afterwards, you finish at 10 p.m. That's yeah. my first meal of the day. Right. And then I would work till 4 a.m. Yeah. on emails and setting up new units. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of work. Like yeah. um, some of the stuff that I have in here, even like the cameras, like that was for real estate photography. Wow. That's why we invest that much money. Sure. So that was it's definitely a long process. But yeah. I think the journey is worth it. Yeah. Um, I, I think being able to really learn all these new skills yeah. makes you a more well-rounded person, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so I think it's great that you're doing this, right? Yeah. yeah it's always yeah. nice to have your own spot and kind yeah. of, you know, build your legacy that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I, it's funny because I thought about this briefly and I was like, man, if this project that we're doing is successful yeah and let's say we can build a couple of clinics and kind of replicate this and if one of my kids decides to grow (laughs) up and was like dad i want to be a chiropractor or i want to be a physiotherapist or i want to be whatever right that's kind of related i'm like wow i can pass this is you like i can give you everything right yeah you've laid a path for i laid a path right um obviously you know do i wish that maybe my parents had laid this path for me. Of course, it'd be much easier for me. But yeah. but it's kind of like give or take, right? Like yeah. if they did, I wouldn't. I may not be the person you the are person today. I am today, and yeah. I might not actually um, run a practice like like I do right now, right? Mm-hmm. So so yeah. So I think that um, uh, to build like your legacy is pretty important, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think more more above. Uh, anything else is that just building stability yeah right? to kind of like wake up knowing that everything is safe and everything is good you know and not like you no, know not concerned not concerned right yeah and, you've and built something great yeah like you know every other i don't know i don't know if you get this sometimes but sometimes i do think like shit like 
finances okay are things good right? every like, day yeah. i go through my mind yeah like every day like i don't know you know i i i log onto my td like i open up the fridge in the house you know like just i just making sure just making sure <laughs> isn't that crazy like you're like i open up the fridge and there's nothing fucking new in there since an hour ago when i opened it right but then it's the same as my td if i just my thumbs will wander to the app and yep. i go up, open just, it just, up just look at this it is, i'm like Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait. What's this charge over here? <laughs> I, I do catch those yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And now Tiff and I we share a uh, bank <laughs> joint account. Bank. Oh boy. So we we went all in. We went all joint. Um, nice. We took we took. You know it's so funny because I feel like it came a long way because when we first started dating we we're talking about prenup. Oh, and I just it was just a topic, and, and I it, want prenup. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and it and it got into a really heated discussion. <laughs> uh, but I was like pro prenup, right? Yeah, I'm like I I have this kind of asset that I want to make sure that blah blah blah. blah right. right. I just and it, but at the time I was kind of more or less explaining to her that you know it's like you know it's just <laughs> easier in case anything happens. <laughs> oh, right. um, you're just convincing her yeah it's not yeah, that it's bad, not that bad. It's you not know bad. it really isn't that no bad deal. You know? and so and so i was like i we got into a pretty heated argument about that right. stuff and obviously as the relationship grew and you know i was like obviously this is the person i want to marry and uh-huh. you know and i proposed her and blah blah and we never talked about prenup again you know and then i think maybe a couple months ago you brought it up i, I don't know how the topic came up um kanye west song yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know how the topic came up but i think she she maybe she mentioned it and she was like something something yeah but he wants to prenup right Ooh. Um, Wait, so it's like it, a, it a must group be of friends in, yeah it must have been oh my in front of god someone. and and i my response to her was oh, no i don't you're like no 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 I'm like, I'm like no i don't i'm like and and you know what when i said that i meant it right i was like i don't you don't know? need it i don't need it um you know what you 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 love someone you just gotta like you have, you have to, to bite the bullet you have to bite the bullet and you yeah. gotta jump all in right you can't that's fair you can't you can't jump in, yeah. in the water with only one foot right so so uh so with that being said we went to the bank a couple of really? weeks later and um we you transferred her funds over <laughs> and we made it a joint account and nice. so um which is funny because she had like no funds. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I she got I, you. She got you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. That's it. No, but you know, what? like, <laughs> it, it, I think, I think obviously, um, it's funny because working for yourself as a contractor and mm-hmm, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you definitely have more income coming in than yeah. like someone with a fixed salary like you said yeah, right yeah. so so I, I i could totally understand yeah. why there's not like a shit ton of savings and then then i realized that you know all your money's going to your pension and stuff too yeah, which I, yeah. I don't contribute to right i just contribute to my rsp kind of thing, right. right so so anyway so so we we made a joint account and i got her a credit card and everything is all in, nice. in our account which it's interesting because i thought she would be like very thrilled about this but then now she's like wait a minute like if anything happens to us, I have no other money. Like I have, this is, it's all your money. I'm like, no, this is our money. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, but in her mindset, it's still oh, like, like she, now does, I have she wants no, her own personal account. Yeah. Like I have nothing else that feels more secure, feels more secure. But I'm like, dude, you, you, you want the lottery right you're now. You're just withdrawing. Yeah. You just withdraw. Like if, <laughs> if something ever happened to us, 50% of this 
is yours. Yeah, right? just so take that's it. how you gotta think about about it, right? Like, because she's always like, oh, but I have only like three hundred dollars in my Tangerine account now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, but why do you have the three hundred dollars? We need to invest just it. Put it back in <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, put it in here. We gotta invest it, right? So it's a paradigm shift. Yes, right. Like yeah. the mindset totally changes, yeah. and I can definitely see that. Yeah, it it's probably very surreal. Yes. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. for her, I think it's like, you know, um, it, 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 and I can understand because it's like, it feels like it's like, um, you kind of lose a little bit of your individuality now, yeah. right? Because yeah. now you're in this joint thing. And it's almost like, you know, you ever talk about, and this topic must have come up with you before, but like, when you move in with someone, you kind of always want to move into a new space versus moving into yes. your space or her space. That's right? something that I've read and I think I agree with. Yeah. And so that almost feels similar to our bank account because now in hindsight, I, I'm like, we should have just opened up a brand new bank account. Bank account. Like, you know. Um, right. Because it doesn't feel like she's moving into yours. Yes. That, and that's what it feels like. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now even now. Now that I'm thinking about this, like maybe we should, like, even though I'm just going to basically transfer all my funds from one yeah. place to another, um, which is exactly the same, right? Um, that it might feel like it's more of a, this is a new home for us. It's a yeah. new for us, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I and I think for, for Div, it's been tough because she did move into my place that, <laughs> that I bought, right? And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, this place is ours, right? And then yeah. I'm like, hey, move all your money into my bank account. I mean, now it's our bank account. She feels right? like she has nothing like to her in that sense. Yeah. In yeah. her mind. Yeah. And I, think, I get that. Yeah. And I think that even on a more logistic level, which I think that you and I can understand, it's like, this is all yours. If anything happens, this is 50% logically, logically yes. right? And, you know, even like things that come up like, um, oh, like my name isn't on the the title of the condo. It doesn't matter if it's not on the title of the condo, really. Like when you sign the paper, when you, yeah, and when you're done, yeah, when you're common law, which we are officially common law nice. now, right? Like it's this place is yours, regardless of whether your name is on it or not. Actually, how long have you been living together? Um, over a year. So the common law is only a year. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, I know it is dangerous. It is. Very so she already dangerous. owns half your condo. She already owns half of it. So, really? so she, so she can walk out any second right now. I hope she's not taking any of this as advice right but <laughs> but but you walk out any second now and i'd be like okay boom uh that's here's half my condo half here's my half condo. you know and um but uh with that being said i think you just have to you know trust in the person trust in your relationship yeah. and um you know it i think getting into a relationship when you're older you definitely make I definitely think that it could make you one of two people. You either right. kind of let up your guard and really dive in, or you have too much guard and you're just completely jaded. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so obviously, you know, I chose <laughs> the first, right? Yeah. So, for sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, she moved in with you. Are you guys going to move to like another place then afterwards? We're going to stay in the current one. We're going to stay in the current one just cause I mean, I just got the condo December, 2019. Yeah. So I moved in February 2020, so right oh, before the pandemic. So it okay. hasn't been that long, right? Okay, so yeah, yeah. You just bought it literally. I just bought it literally. So okay. so so yeah. I mean, it's funny because every once in a while I'll like go on like MLS. Yeah, or I just want to see, see, you know, see, see what I can afford, right? Like, oh so wow, just, so window this, shopping. Yeah, just window shopping, right? And I'm like, man, I really shouldn't. 
do this in front of Tiff because then she'll get ideas, right? Yeah, oh, when are we not. moving? Well, all right. But, <laughs> oh, we're getting a house. Yeah, we're getting a house. <laughs> but but I realized it took a, uh, an opposite effect on her because really? then she's like, "Why are you looking when we can't afford it?" Right? Don't <laughs> don't waste our time, right? I'm like I'm like okay, okay, fine, right? She so, sounds very practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some ways, she's very practical. In some ways, she's not. But yeah, handbags. That, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um. But no, I don't think we're gonna find another place soon. Right, I think we're gonna be sticking down here. Okay, and we both work downtown, so yeah. it makes it easier. Let's get a yeah. penthouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we we're saving up for a wedding next year. Yeah, so that's my wedding. Can I crash? Oh, yeah. You're. Uh, if I can invite you, I will. You know. Uh, but you can definitely crash. I'll and crash. It's funny because I encourage people to crash. Nice. Because right? I'm like, guys. It'd be the first big party for a lot of people. Like you guys can just come. Like, you know, if, <laughs> I think we have about 180 guests. Holy shit! Yeah, about 180 guests. Um, maybe less. Uh, we we 180 is our cap, right? Right. But right. I think, I think ideally we want about one like 150 or so. Yeah. Right? And um, obviously we have you crash. We gotta make sure that there's enough booze. Uh, uh, one enough booze and two enough single women for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so you're, you're half Vietnamese, right? Yeah. Like, like biologically. Yeah. So, um, my mom actually side is half and half. So her, so her last name is Lam. So L-A-M, right? So Lam. So, um, so she's half Vietnamese, half Chinese. Yeah. And dad, my dad's actually Vietnamese. Oh, he's full Um, Vietnamese. Yeah. He's full Vietnamese. So you're three quarters. Yeah. So I'm three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's funny because like, I feel like, I feel like my. Chinese patients always think I'm just Chinese. Like anyone that's Canto speaking will always like, oh, this guy's Canto speaking. Well, you speak Canto to me too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, you yeah. know, but like, and I can understand a lot, you yeah. know, like, you know, um, uh, but I, I think that I'm kind of like, I'm pretty in between the two. Right. But at home, we definitely speak way more Vietnamese. Oh, really? So you do yeah. speak it? Yeah. Okay. And I, I could only hear like my mom speak Canto with her sister yeah. and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, makes sense. Yeah. Like, like when she talks shit. You know, like, <laughs> that big yeah, slang. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Just getting, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's the way that, that, that it, it works. Cause she thinks that nobody else understands. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I asked that is because, yeah. uh, so my cousin, he's mm-hmm. a dentist, he's a doctor okay, cool. and his, and his wife is also a doctor, but she's Vietnamese. Oh, cool. So yeah. the wedding was before COVID the mm. year before COVID. Right. Right. And um, so it's funny. So my parents, my yeah, yeah. dad can't drink. Like our side oh. of family cannot drink. Only I can. Wow. Like they have one sip like of anything and he's blood red. Oh, wow. They're like half drunk already. So at the wedding, yeah. nobody drank. Oh. But on the Vietnamese side, yeah, they all there was drank. a bottle of Henny at every yes. table. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Uh, they were just doing shots like crazy. Like yeah. you see like all my cousins that flew in from Hong Kong yeah, yeah. just at the table, just chilled. Mm. And you see all the Vietnamese like uh, family members on yeah. her side. Yeah, just they're all cheersing. The you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I'm like joining them. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I don't know any of you guys, but let's this just take fun. a shot. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Fun. It's yeah, great. Yeah. You know, she was just really cool. And yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, So it's interesting because Tiff and I side are um, similar, the opposite of your cousins, basically. Okay. Because Tiff's family doesn't drink at all. Okay. Right? They're very like, they're much more subtle. Right, um, right. My, my side is pretty conservative still, but they do drink and like, you know, it's, 
it, it and it's it's just more of like a bond of getting together right know? like like i said earlier like my the only time that my dad and i really sit down to talk is over drinks, drinks. Yeah. yeah and we're sitting there and there's things that we can sip on and talk and there's we're under a little bit of the influence we kind of let our guards down a little bit you know? a little less so, inhibited yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, but is she full, full Vietnamese or? She is. She's okay. full Vietnamese. Uh, mm -hmm. My cousin-in-law, sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. uh, and my cousin, uh, he's a uh, Shanghainese. Uh, right. But we're all Hakkaian. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. Oh. So we're that nomadic Chinese. So right? do, you, do you speak, do you speak like uh, Canto and like Hokkien or? Not, not Hokkien. Hakka. Oh, Hakka. Yeah. Oh, Jigayan. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. I don't know any Hakka. Mm. Um, my great grandmother spoke it. Oh. My mom speaks uh, speaks it a little bit, yeah, a yeah. little bit, just to talk to her great her grandmother sure. uh, when she was still around. And I mean, it's it's a dead dialect. Sure. It's, it's like the redneck. Yes, it's definitely it's definitely like ending. Yeah, you know, all over. But yeah, so Tiff's family is interesting because um, she's. I know her family. Her grandparents can speak Mandarin. Okay. Uh, and Hokkien. Okay. Um, oh, Hokkienese. Yeah. Okay. But they also, uh, because the the family had had owned businesses in the Philippines. Right. They had lived in the Philippines for like generations. So she's too. wealthy. <laughs> well, it's, it's so yo. So this is so interesting, right? Because when I heard that, because then they're like, oh yeah, like my grandparents speak Mandarin, uh -huh. and Hokkien, and they can they can speak Filipino too, right? Yeah. And same with my parents, like her parents and stuff. And. Uh, and so I was like, I was like, oh, this is a family of money. There's going to be generations of money. This <laughs> Generation is great. Of wealth, you know, there's yeah. crazy rich Asians, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then as we got to know each other, I was like, okay, this is this definitely is false, you know? Like, Because like, <laughs> I was, she was like, yeah, all that money is gone, you know? Like. Someone's like, taking it. Yeah. Like basically like it's, it, there's a lot of siblings and there's right. a lot of like changeover on businesses and oh, stuff. Shit. And like, like it just, money gets depleted fast when, right. when it's not being recuperated you know uh, so so yeah and yeah so I quickly i realized that i'm like damn it i thought i was marrying rich you know yeah like, crazy gonna, rich Asians. yeah style. i'm gonna work one day a week <laughs> <laughs> oh man no yeah. i i definitely uh definitely can see that when like people are like from like southeast asia yeah it's almost like the chinese went there and just bought up all the land like singapore yeah like singapore is like, a huge one yeah was it raffles they they're yeah 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 i mean that's and and also like so she has a very like um singaporean last name so oh, really? last name is ong ong oh yeah that is very singaporean and uh so when i first saw the last name i was like okay there's money here you're like yes, <laughs> yes. yes. i'm like and then and then i'm like oh wait that's all that's being transferred <laughs> you're like, oh, damn it do you have a yeah. trust like, trust yeah. fund account yeah somewhere? i'm like are you sure yeah yeah but but you know it's it's good. I like I like that we're living the day to day grind grind. You know, because yeah. um, I don't I that's all I know how to do is grind. You know, yeah. so yeah. I I think people that stayed that moved to Canada like our parents. Yeah. Um, they went through a lot more than we than people that stayed in Hong Kong. Right. Right. Because I feel like if you were an educated or even if you were a grinder, sure. In Asia, yeah, you could have rode the wave up and i feel like my because my family like was very split in the sense that a lot of them went back right uh during like uh the 96 week why right you know what that is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the return yeah, yeah, yeah. of return hong, kong. hong kong yeah 
And because they, they saw that, you know, there was not going to be political unrest, you know, because a lot of people came here because of that. You're right. And the ones that went back became multimillionaires. Sure. The ones that stayed here found, I would say, mediocre success. Mm. And it's because, I guess, of opportunity, right? Sure. Like there was just so much opportunity. Yes. Um, that I feel it's here that it just doesn't have. Yeah. Compared to Asia. Yeah. I think, I think there's, there's definitely a certain like, opportunity of like business certain businesses that grew a lot in like the 90s like yeah like uh supermarkets right like yeah. you know like like those supermarkets, those things yeah any they, businesses any here, businesses would have here done really well. did really well yeah right? especially in those times right? yeah yeah but yeah mediocre success is probably a good way of putting yeah. it yeah like yeah, yeah like even if you, unless you were like super super lucky i think yeah. canada just because of our limitations, you sure. know, being a minority versus a majority. Right. Right. If we were in Asia, like, yeah, you would be, you you're, could easily buy and do anything you want. Sure. You're, 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 you're regarded as an equal to everybody else. Yeah. 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 Like there was an interview. I brought this up before on the podcast, but Sandra O oh was mentioning, uh, the guy who, the director for Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, they asked him, um, you know, how does it feel to be the first Asian man winning sure. an Oscar? Yeah, yeah. He felt, he said, I don't feel any different than, you know, anyone else. Cause, cause they were saying that he was a minority, but he's mm. like, in Korea, I'm a, I'm a majority. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah. Mind blasted. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like how, cause we see ourselves as, um, what do they call it? Like centrists, right? Where the, the centrist. world. Where Rounds around revolves you, around right? us, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But in the reality, is maybe America it revolves yeah, around, yeah, yeah. But I think in Asia, they they kind of see the world a little differently, mm -hmm. and I I kind of uh, appreciate that a little bit mm -hmm. as I've spent more time over there. Sure, I haven't been to Europe and whatnot, so yeah. I don't know how they think. But yeah, I think uh, North America does see the world revolving around them. Yeah. So do do you feel like you are? Do you ever feel like you're a minority here? Yes. You do? Okay. And we, we've brought this up before and just, you do feel like you're not the same as everyone else, mm. even though we're supposed to be treated as equals and whatever. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that growing up, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't feel that uptown. I felt that only when I was down here. Down here. Okay. Yeah. Just the way that um, it just feels different. Mm. You don't feel like. You know, you're on the billboards, you're, sure. you're not on TV, you know, you just kind of like, if you're, if it was a TV show, we yeah. would be like the supporting cast. Sure. What, yeah. what about like, just like in your adulthood now, right? Like, do you walk out and do you feel like you are being Ostracized? segregated? Yeah. Or, I, or I, don't, yeah. I don't feel that. No, sure. definitely. It's not that. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like racist or anything. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. don't believe in that. Yeah. I think it's more... Um, you're just not part of the club. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if you're not the majority in, in the country and I, I don't, I'm not like jaded about it. Sure. I don't, I understand it. I can see it mm -hmm. and I appreciate it yeah, yeah. for what it is. Sure. You know, like, okay, you know, this is just not where you are a majority. Yeah. You know, you go to Asia, you, I wouldn't expect, you know, someone of a different, different. you know, ethnicity to just come in and, be like, this is my house now, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you know, there was a line from The Good Shepherd. Have you watched that movie? No. Um, so, Matt Damon was talking to this uh, Italian guy. The Italian guy's like, oh, you know, we got, you know, black people have music. You know, sure. we have our culture. Like, what do you have? 
Matt Damon's just like, you know, we have America. You're just visiting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. crazy yeah. line, but it, yeah. it, it kind of hits home. It, it does hit. It hits home. Yeah. <laughs> that it, even though we are like born and raised here. Right. We're not, you know, of here, so yes. to speak. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting because I don't. I, I I find that being Asian as a health professional, yeah, is an advantage in many ways, right? Um, and it's and it's an advantage that is interesting because I never created this advantage. You know, mm-hmm. it's an advantage that I I'm just experiencing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I and I so I I found that patients they really think highly of an asian doctor it's just and i <laughs> a and stereotype I, yeah and i can see it in their in their history form where they would write down their emergency or family doctor or whatever and dr lamb dr lee right and and it's just and who that, they want yeah right and it's almost like they're searching for an asian and i've had someone admit to me it was an it was an indian lady and she admitted to me that i feel better yeah if, i feel better that that i have a chinese doctor yeah right uh, i want an asian doctor yeah right uh, and she said, I would never go to an Indian doctor, <laughs> which of her own kind, right? Yeah, of yeah. Her, not own kind, but her own ethnicity, right? right. And, and I said to her, you know, I said, why not? And they're like, because they see me as Indian. Right. Asian doctors don't see me as anything else other than a patient that I, that they need to work on. And it's more impartial. Yes. It's more impartial. There's, but white doctors will see me as underneath them as how she feels really uh and and there and there's definitely a an overall type of feeling and vibe that i get from a lot of patients where they say asians are smart like this is why you're in the medical field like you just you and 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 Mm -hmm. and it's just this this kind of pre-existing uh notion and (laughs) feeling they had and it may not be true you know um yeah, I know plenty of better scholars in my in in in, in the field in, my, in the field than than than, than me, but um, but they definitely see race as a uh, as a factor in choosing their person, right? I think, and from my observations, mm-hmm. I've noticed that people don't look into the details. So mm-hmm. maybe you are the most attentive white doctor, but. Sure. The way that you come off might be abrasive to them. So they sure. think, oh, so this person thinks that, you know, I'm beneath them. Yes. Whereas I feel like, you know, Asian people, they're just very much to the point. Yes. Yeah. You, I'm just here to help you. That's it. Okay. Done. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, th- there's no, you know, no, we don't really kind of show off any frustrations. Yeah. We don't go, okay, yeah, whatever, you know. Like yeah. you get frustrated with patients, but you yeah. have a really good, you know, bedside manner, so to speak. Yeah. Right. You don't get, you know, flustered or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you're paying for my expertise yes. and I'm, and I, and, and I have the expertise and I'm going to help you and I yeah. want to help you. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's, it's very transactional that way sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, and I, and I don't want it to be so transactional. And so right. I do try to take time to like get to know each person and yeah. chat about, you know, the day, uh, the day and, yeah. and and about what they do and what, what about them and yeah you know and so uh so yeah so i i do find that it's been an advantage because when i do look at like the list of there's a list out there of like the top 10 chiropractors yeah. in the city and there's i think there's about 
over 450 chiropractors okay. in Toronto. Oh, alone. really? Um, and within the top 10, um, I'm one of them. Nice. But within the top 10, two are Asian. Yeah. Um, and uh, I believe that seven are white. Okay. Yeah. And there's one, like, I think he's like Middle Eastern okay. guy, right? But I mean, that is really the representation of of a, a very makeup. good re- representation of the makeup of, mm-hmm. of, of the rest of the city really. Is, yeah. Who um, everyone's going to see. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there are not a lot of Asian uh, professionals in my field per se really? as chiropractors, right? Um, and I think it's more of a recent thing. Yeah. The last four or five years that there's been a lot more. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Been a lot more graduates in the field. Um, but, yeah. But more like dentists and, and medicine and yes. pharmacy have been more general traditional medicine. ones that that you'd see a lot more asians in right so uh yeah i do see that i do mm-hmm. see that a lot mm-hmm. um then yeah you're right i don't think other than you yeah. i know one other friend who's a chiropractor yeah other than that i don't think i know anyone else yeah yeah and i think it, it's it is kind of nice because i almost feel like sometimes i'm operating as a monopoly right I'm like <laughs> i'm like you have like a kind of like a hold over the city yeah and you know what i do find that uh, and I don't know about you, but we do sometimes prefer working with people that are alike with us. You yeah. Know? Um, I, I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. I don't think that's wrong. I, I, I think, uh, and you know, and, and, and it's hard in a way because, for example, right now I'm trying to hire a full-time receptionist. Right. right? And fuck, dude, I put a job posting out uh, within 24 hours at over 200 applicants. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's crazy because the job market is it's really you know, bad. It's actually. really bad right now, actually. Yeah. So, but I was looking at it, and I've never been on the the interviewer side. I've always been an interviewee, right? Yeah. And so I realized how much bias came into the way that I scanned you, the resumes, and it's a skill. And yeah, and and how do I take out my feelings of certain people, certain ages, certain like, thoughts? Like, you know, yeah, certain thoughts, right? Like. I'm like, oh wow, you went to the high school that this person went to. That person went to, you know, or uh, like, or like, you graduated high school in 1987. Do you know how to use a computer? Like, <laughs> like, like, how do I eliminate these thoughts? Because I want to be an equal opportunity employer. But right. you know what? The truth is, is that you the, have to. You have, what you know. How do you? How do you not have judge characters based on your understanding? Understanding. And it's really tough. Yeah, yeah. So. So I'm going through that now, and it's funny because uh, Tiff would be sitting right beside me while I'm like going through, through the, resumes. The, the resumes, and she noticed that I always stopped and gave a little harder look and thought with an Asian name. It's just how it is. Yeah, I'm like Anna Chung. I'm like, okay, that's look acceptable. Yeah, acceptable, <laughs> right? And then and then and then she goes, but this person has no experience. I'm like, yeah, but but they can learn. But, but they can learn, right? <laughs> but then you're like, but why did you say that about like X X Y Z, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's because you as a person will feel like you have a better connection with them. Sure. Cause it's someone that's going to work for you, yeah. you know, yeah. you have an understanding of their cultural subtleties, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, maybe they will be more like how you imagine people are. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's a common thought for me to think, you know what, they're going to be hardworking. You know, <laughs> that's why I'm like, they're going to be hardworking. They'll never use a sick day once. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Cause you have similar upbringings, right? Yeah. Like we all been through the same, through the thing. same thing. We've, yeah. you know, dealt with the same issues. Right? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. 
but uh, anyways, we're getting there. You know, yeah, we're, we're getting, getting there. there. That's um, good. Uh, it's funny because I'm I went to Starbucks earlier today, and I was yeah. like talking to like the normal people that I see, and I'm like, hey, do you, are you looking for a full time job? <laughs> you know, do you want to work for do me? Do you want to work for me? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think uh, anyone listening to this podcast knows someone who's looking for a full time job. <laughs> We're starting them at eighteen, okay? So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's like entry level, yeah, like it's good you entry. know, reception job, right? So, you should go to universities. Yeah, you should apply. You should put on like the job boards. Yeah, but the problem is like those people are like they're they have so much more aspiration to do more things you oh you know? want someone long term yeah i want someone who will like oh you know what i want i like this i'm gonna be an office manager uh, okay. i'm gonna learn how to do bookkeeping right like college then <laughs> yes yeah that's that's key that's key that's what i would like at my college diploma but yeah when i was um working in advertising yeah they didn't pay fuck all right and i remember i was getting i took a huge pay cut to learn Right. So I wanted to get into like digital advertising, which is something called programmatic, cool. which is basically buying and selling digital ads. Okay. And there was a girl, she was the office manager, yeah. right? Like you don't know people's salaries, but sure. we just talk about it in, in advertising in like the big firms. Yeah. There's a lot of free booze. Like uh, you have vendors come in with free beer. Like, mm. so we get free beer, free Jameson. Sure. And everyone gets sloshed in the office. I was like, yeah. why is everyone getting sloshed at work? Yeah. And we realized, because people get paid to fuck all. Like, they yeah. were making fourteen fifty as office manager. Wow. It was fucking crazy. I was like, because wow. I took a huge pay cut. Sure. Like, I was still making okay. Yeah, yeah. But the really entry-level people in advertising mm. can make under 30K mm. for 40-plus mm. hours a week. That's crazy. That's fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. So you're, what you're saying is that I should lower my entry level <laughs> wage because I'm too, too. Uh, you should see how far you can right get now. away with. You know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? The quality of candidates that I've seen is is pretty, abysmal. Pretty garbage right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, when I was yeah. doing interviews, yeah, it was awful. Yeah. I had a lot of people that came to me were from like overseas. Mm. And I mean, they had a lot of experience where they were, but it's hard yeah. to validate that experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, you'll get to meet them um, if I hire someone. Yeah. Because I'm sure you'll. Uh, I'll come you'll, by. You'll come by. I'll come right? by for yeah, sure. I'm sure come by. <laughs> What's my insurance yeah. renewed? Yeah, you might. You might. You might actually be ten minutes early because it's further away. You know. <laughs> I have to have to walk there. Do you have parking? <laughs> uh, Loblaws across the street. Oh yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, you can park at Loblaws and Rockover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You should park there. Uh, but yeah, no, I can't wait to kind of have you guys. Yeah, um, I, I can't wait to yeah. see a new place. Yeah, there's there's a guy that that lives in this building that comes and sees me yeah. on the street there, right? And and I was talking to him about you know me moving on, but I I never tell anyone come with me. I just say I'm moving on, and they always where are you going? I'll I'll come and yeah. And this guy, um, he has he has seen at least four or five different practitioners at this right. place. And he just, he moved into my care not too long ago. Okay. Uh, maybe about a year ago. Right. And he never really asked the other people where they were going. He never followed them. But when I told him that I was leaving, he's like, where are you going? Yeah. Um, I always chose this place because it was very convenient for me to cross the yeah. street. But like, I don't want anyone else. Like, I just yeah, want to yeah. so like, I, I, I do a relationship. Yeah. Right? I do respect the, the, I guess the loyalty in the relationship, yeah. you know? And like I said, like relationships and, and, and whatnot are hard to, to, to come by. And yeah. so we just, 
you know, you build what you can, right? So, yeah, for yeah. sure, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't so, wait to see the new plays. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got to see your place now. And, uh, Terrence's, <laughs> the set, the Terrence's ex-bedroom, you know. bedroom. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place in Toronto? To? Did you like just wherever you like the area in Toronto? Oh, I don't have a favorite place, man. No, I eh? don't have a favorite place. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's a spot where I'm like, oh, I, I want to go here. It usually has to be geared more towards food, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah. get that. Yeah. And that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. yeah. But I actually like where your office is, like the area just above there, you know, right. Wellington East. Yeah. Cause yeah. East of Young. Yeah. Um, it would be it would be front street really yeah right? front yeah front because front turns into wellington yeah, yeah 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 yeah. that area i think is my favorite part in toronto oh, cool we were trying to figure that out like do we like toronto <laughs> which yeah, yeah. part do i like yeah yeah yeah. but that yeah. is my i think spot. that's a really sweet spot it's beautiful is it the place? one where it's like where like the iron the flat iron yeah the yeah flat yeah iron that, that 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 y yeah. junction yeah yeah there. that is a pretty cool that spot. is the best spot thank you for coming on the show yeah dr dan Thank you, man. I can't wait to uh, see the new clinic and uh, we'll definitely, you know, give you a plug when time comes. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having me. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Bye now.